From the striker and the mothership to Patrick McKnight putting on the game, Dursaw Soccer, and recently 285. Joe, how are oh you doing? Oh my gosh, dude. I So I live <laughs> on Ashford Dunwoody, which is the road, the bridge that's... What is it with the fires under the bridges in the city? It's not quite on city? fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, um... So it's wild. There's just like it, there's a ton of traffic on this street. There's honks, uh, horns honking, helicopters flying over. I just said it's like Gotham City out there. I think I saw some people peeing in the street. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I didn't actually see that, but it's it's like that. I oh, think we well, had we I think we had someone in the Discord whose kids are peeing on the on 285. So yeah, which is dope because now they like own it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. That, that's you property. mark your territory. They have squatters rights. They have everything. Right. So yeah. good for them, Joe. I, I liked that you said that you were happy to see that someone else was having a similar experience. There was communal suffering in that, and I thought, what a nice metaphor for the season. <laughs> A burning truck underneath the bridge on 285, bringing us all together. And that's after a win. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a win. There's a long way to go, though, for Atlanta United. But they're not dead yet, are they? Technically only three points below the playoff line. It's not over. Yeah. It's not over until you look at the this, this schedule and realize it might be over. I think I, think I said something... <laughs> True. I think I said something along the lines before going into the game that, you know, you take three points in this league and you, then you look at the table and it can look starkly different. And I mean, again, it does. After you win this game, all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're within three points of uh, of the playoffs and we have uh, we control our own destiny <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, we technically don't uh, this time. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, no, we, we don't control our own destiny at this point, which is a bummer. I, I, I kind of missed the control our own destiny tweets and, and insights, but nope. Uh, need a few breaks to go our way. At this point, Inter-Miami, three points ahead, e- equal on games. Columbus, three points ahead, a game in hand. But, I mean, technically, Lane United, three points away from sixth place in the Eastern Conference after Joe Patrick – the win was kind of everyone was like yay a win but i don't think anyone was like yay this team is back on track mm-hmm. you know yeah well <laughs> it wasn't quite pyrrhic it was just well now that that's done we we did the one thing we were supposed to which is beat the worst team in the league we just made it way more difficult than it should have been and now we yeah. have to go to philadelphia who is setting teams on fire on the soccer pitch right now <laughs> it's so i'm scared i'm honestly scared you <laughs> how bad know. can it get it, is the real it question can get pretty bad i mean it, for a team <laughs> that can't defend dc united in transition moments it just lets ola kamara head the ball in from three feet in front of the goal how how do we think that's going to go against daniel gazdag uh Mikaela and julian carranza on, on wednesday i don't know man i don't know either but maybe hate, they got all the goals out of their system. You know, you you, you talk about um, you talk about it kind of being a ho hum feeling after the win. You know, 
I hate to inform you, but like the players, <laughs> like talking to Brooks Lennon, it's like, what, what do you think about the performance? And he was like, it was great. <laughs> it was great. And uh, like, I, I, yeah, hey, he had two assists. Credit to him. Uh, he had a, he had a really good game. I mean, he was the man of the match. So I, I understand why he was feeling good about it. But um, I don't know. It gives me those vibes again. Like. Just where the team, the within the, with the p- people within the team, the players, the coaches and stuff seem to have a different opinion about the way that the game played out versus, I think, us, like the sure. many fans, journalists, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, because I just like didn't, I wasn't that inspired by the performance. Like I thought it was mm-hmm. like they got the job done eventually, which is great. You always want that. But it, like you said, it just like didn't really happen as seamlessly as you would have expected it to. The goals, the way they came, didn't necessarily feel earned yeah, either. Yeah, you know, it's like headers, you three have, headers, you the, right? You have the Alan Franco corner header, then you have a set piece for Parada that kind of like gets recycled and then played in by Brooks, and that was a good finish. Again, he's been really solid for for a loan guy, you know, and I hope he kind of stays around. Atlanta has an option to extend that loan through twenty twenty three per Atlanta United, so I think that's probably a decent move down the line. And even the Joseph goal. It was like, yeah, Joseph scored. <laughs> but man, if he had missed, <laughs> right, it would yeah. have been the losing to DC United of, of misses. He was wide open well, in the middle of the box. Like, I, hilariously Yeah, I, th- I think we both looked at each other like, thank God DC just like decided not to mark anyone <laughs> for the last minute of the game. <laughs> because like exactly. that could not have really been much easier for Atlanta United to score that goal. Um, yeah, I mean... yeah. I it's expected more, things, I like, guess. There are a bunch of college football teams that are going to get beat up on, like, I don't know, uh, uh, Chattanooga mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Like, UT Chattanooga, and no one's going to feel good about it, and everyone's just going to be like, okay, thank God that's over. And that's kind of how I feel, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, it I, was I don't know like, how much to dig into it. It was like a mid-major giving you a scare, you know? <laughs> exactly. Take, taking a lead into the third quarter. It's like, oh, oh this isn't a good look. <laughs> It's like even when you uh, win, it's like, oh, well, uh-huh. that's behind us at least. But yeah, so so I don't know, maybe are we totally off? I don't Sanford. know. If, I, I have not really been checking social media or anything. I don't know if we're the only ones who feel this way. And I feel like I feel like crappy if I'm like the only one who's kind of like taking a big dump on this game. I think we can like if we're focusing on the on field, I think most folks would probably objectively agree with us as far as like that could have been better uh, from a general standpoint like Atlanta could have not given up the soft goals that they've been giving up all that kind of thing um points in their favor though they created quality chances the yep. SG yep. numbers were good yeah again that continues to look sharp the midfield looked good again with Santiago Sosa and Amar Sadic. and the general vibe in, within the stadium itself like getting away from yes the internet, in yes. the stadium was excellent yes that was great the drummers that were in the uh, supporter section were amazing like that like yeah. really brought the energy level up i thought of the whole stadium honestly i thought it did too uh drummers from morehouse and uh morrow high school over in, in clayco were helping out and just bringing some noise i think it was hbcu day at mercedes-benz stadium and that was super cool they should look to doing that a whole lot more it also got me thinking Soccer marching band. Let's Ooh, just throwing it like out it. there. Just like throwing it. the words out hey, there. I'm an Ohio State fan. I love the marching bands. <laughs> so it's just something to consider going forward. But on top of that, even if they hadn't shown up, the attendance itself. 
yeah. for a game between the 13th place team and the 14th place team in the Eastern Conference of Major League Soccer <laughs> yeah. was very impressive. Yeah, it was wild. There were way more people. I was there the day before for a Falcons preseason game. And again, it's preseason, but it's the Falcons. It's the NFL. And it was their first game of the year in that stadium. And there were way more people for the Atlanta United game. Um, so, yeah, super impressive. So, I mean, again, the the proof of concept hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. It's all still there. Just put a winning product out there and you're going to have one of the best atmospheres in the league without really even trying. You just need to put the product out there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tough to do that the rest of the way, quite frankly. We yeah. can talk about it more, but I don't know if you want to. Do we even do we even dare sports prime game time this three two win? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it. I mean, like, well, what happened? I don't even know what happened in the game. I thought the first half. You know, the first half it was kind of a wild game because the first half was zero zero. It was going into half, and then obviously it ends three two. Right. Um, well, I mean, and, we can talk about the first half. I mean, the first half, Atlanta created a goal worth of XG to DC United's 0.1. Yeah. That, that's exactly what you want to see. Yeah. It's just they came out in the second half against a DC United team that didn't have Taxi Fontes. Fontes. Taxi. They didn't have Taxi. <laughs> and that's the best player on their team by far. And he still got burned twice. Now, one of them, the first one, Rival Morrison volley, I think full volley. Yeah, he chested it yeah, to himself. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, from distance, curved away. Dog, did you go back and watch that? Mm-mm. Uh, our buddy Rocco uh, continues so, to just be uninspiring. Yeah, I, I remember thinking when it went in, I was like, eh, really? like it didn't seem like that should have been a goal. Like it seemed like <laughs> it should have been saved. Uh, David Ochoa probably would have saved it. He was making incredible saves on the day. He mm. robbed Marseille to what would have been a great goal in the first half. Um, yeah, yeah, he gets caught flat-footed. I mean, he, he is that what straight it is? Okay. up gets caught flat-footed. Yeah. Um, and then he, he times it poorly and doesn't have the size to get to the ball in the end. Mm-hmm. And then the second goal is another just simple, basic ass cross into the box. Um, good cross. This is put in a good spot, <laughs> but still, well, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, still something that a competent defense should be able to deal with. And Alan Franco and Rocco were kind of looking at each other after the go- after it had gone in. And I, I think that that's a ball where Brad Guzan comes out and claims that ball. He punches it or he, he does something. He he mm-hmm. does not let that runner just get a free head on it. And you know, I think that that's something that we've seen from Rocco. Uh, Basically, since he's coming to the team, he's just very hesitant to come off. It's funny. He comes way off his line when, like, the team is in possession. But when <laughs> they're defending, he's, like, not coming mm-hmm. off his line at all, trying to do the reflex saves. And I get it. That is his strong suit. He's not as big of stature to come out and claim those balls. But that's just – it's a huge weakness for this team right now. Yeah, and Alan Franco's reaction was pretty telling, I think, on that one. He was very frustrated that ball was not claimed. At the same time, he probably should do better than letting Ola just – get right past him mm-hmm. especially because it was just such like a basic moment yeah in the game there's a anime character and i can't believe i'm talking about fucking anime on <laughs> five straight final but the anime character called one punch man who is so strong that he beats teams or beats villains with just one punch and he's pretty bored by it uh but he has an attack called consecutive normal punches and it's really effective because he's super strong but atlanta united keeps getting beat by 
consecutive normal punches (laughs) the most basic attack possible right you you brought that one home that was good (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean and and that's that's like one of those it's one of those things where if you're gonzalo pineda it's like all your players are in the right position okay maybe you could do a little bit more to try to deny the cross coming in but at the end of the day like you need your players to actually make the plays that they should be making um and like it's not really a tactical issue or something like that so right. yeah so patrick like yesterday just confirmed for me the biggest weakness of this team by far is the back line well let me rephrase that let me rephrase that a very addressable weakness is the mm. back line the biggest weakness is still the midfield i still have a ton of issues with that we know this i've, I've harped on it to death but i think <laughs> i think it's very clear what the path is and with the back line and it's pretty simply one you get brad gazan back two you just can't have alan franco around anymore (laughs) man you can't do it yeah i mean for the the cap it he has for what it costs to bring him in and everything like that that needs to be a pretty immediate move for atlanta united going forward i know he scored but so many of Atlanta United's problems and mistakes this year have kind of centered around his play. It just hasn't been good enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, he is very useful for this team right now in possession because Juanjo Parata is so deficient in that area that Alan mm-hmm. Franco is like really needed to be on the ball. And that is probably his best strength is his game on the ball. And that's just it. Like that, I think that that's what you're pointing to is that, his you know just off the ball defending is just not good and it's hurt the team for most of the season if not almost all season I, th- I do think he's in a little bit better form now but again you said like the cap you it's all relative to you know how much of the salary budget are you taking up and all of that and for that reason i can't help but agree with you um i wish i could disagree with you but i don't I think the problem is going to be trying to trying to get rid of him. I mean, this team has so many. This team has a huge issue right now, overall, club wide in terms of getting players out. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. you've got players in purgatory: Ezekiel Barco, um, Eric Lopez, like these guys who are on big wages, who are just out on loan, kicking the can down the road, and it's just a lot of a lot of move moves to to try to get done if you are to try to you know, get Alan Franco out. So I did notice that uh, when we were there at, at training the other day, what was that Friday that Gonzalo was having a, a, a lengthy discussion with Alan, just yeah. not like just, just hanging out, just chatting, but it was, it seemed notable to me to, that those two were talking for so long. I think he does yeah. not, like, I think he picks a person every day, every day <laughs> just to like have a long, like heart to heart, have, with, a, have a counseling session or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very him to do that. Yeah. Honestly, Andrew Gutman, I think, might be our best center back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Um, Juanjo Peranta's nice. He's nice. I mean, he's solid defensively, and in the attack, he's he's a legitimate legitimate useful, attacking threat. Having him as in as a center back improves your ability to score goals. Um, oh God, hold on! I'm gonna look up how uh-oh. many goals players have on this team. Oh yeah, I'm terrified to see how how high Juan Ho Parada is he's, on this list. I know he's one goal away from being tied oh, for third. God. Yep. There's like he a sure glut is. of players with four, and I think he has three. 
That is correct. Juan Jose Parada, he of starting nine whole games <laughs> and being loaned from Tigres because he couldn't get playing time and who is also a center back, has three goals. Tiago Amada and Luis Araujo, two of the most expensive players in MLS history, four goals apiece. Yeah. Speaking of goals, there. while we're on this topic, we need to talk <laughs> oh, about the strikers on this team. Because, wow. like, okay. Cisneros is, I mean, Cisneros is he, not it. Cisneros is a backup. He's a backup. Yeah, that's right. He's an engine type of player who can come in and chew up some minutes for you. Good team guy. I think clubhouse energy on uh, on Ronaldo Cisneros. Everybody likes him. Um, but they don't have a stri- starting striker right now. Pretty much, and I think I think Luis Araujo is also kind of um, a victim of this because he's trying to play striker and winger at the same time. Sure. <laughs> um, and I think you know, that's fair. Can we dig into that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because I think maybe that's the player who deserves maybe the most criticism from from Sunday because he was pretty awful. He was forcing a lot. His touches weren't very good. He wasn't getting involved in the game. He wasn't making runs. Anytime he was on the ball, it was relatively ineffective. He's not in good form right now. And, you know, frankly, for a player who we had really high expectations for coming into this, he he hasn't lived up to those in any sense. And when do we start having the, do we even keep Louise around Conversation because I'm I'm starting to wonder to some extent. I think if there was an offer for him, you would you would strongly consider it. I mean, if you could get your money back for him, would you do it? Maybe I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's a lot that goes into that, so um, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's I think that he's starting to like put some pressure on himself, you know, like trying to force things, make it happen, and it just kind of for as for any player, I think it just makes you worse when you do that. Um, but I think he understands that like this team is not really scoring many goals right now um, at a consistent clip. Not in the at least in the way that they want to score them. Like you said, three headed goals in that game. Nothing that was really like nicely designed or kind of mm-hmm. you know done through the run of play in the way that you want to see. So yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I actually I was looking at the stats afterwards. I was just doing the player ratings earlier today, and then uh, I looked at his overall numbers after the game, and actually it looked to me like there was a lot of production there, but it certainly didn't feel that way watching him. Um, watching him, I felt like he was doing everything that you were talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're 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 so in purgatory with all of this. It's already yeah. Yeah. I know we're, we're we're just saying the same things and cycling the same things and <laughs> he had seven uh, shots two chances created and he had 0.45 xg seven of eight expected dribble or successful dribbles so like the numbers are there for him but for some reason it's not really doesn't seem like it like actually helps the team that often that much maybe <laughs> it's because you're missing a dangerous striker there that would be able to capitalize on some of that stuff i don't know mm-hmm might be might be i mean we talk about all the time fixing the other holes in the team is going to help the stuff you already have be better right now but it doesn't happen for another few months so we're just here existing here and waiting for (laughs) philadelphia on wednesday 
which we'll discuss a little bit more when we get to your questions after a quick break. Before we get to your questions about Philadelphia, I did just want to let everybody know that this podcast is presented by Lucid FC. That's Lucid Footwear and Clothing. They have a shop in Buckhead that is open by appointments and walk-ins 1 to 8 p.m. daily. It's located at 3209 Paces Ferry Place. You can find them online at lucidfc.us. And when you're on lucidfc.us, use DSS as your season-long promo code for free shipping within the United States. Athletic-inspired heritage sets are now available online. French Terry Cotton Athletic sets perfect for performance and recovery, as seen on Miles Robinson in their new release and they have new releases this summer every Thursday on lucidfc.us. Uh, yeah, so you can go out and pick yourself out something good. So check them out, and thank you so much to Lucid FC for being a partner for us for... It's been a while now, Sam. They've been, what? Just their second, third season, I think? Yeah, so like shout that. out to yeah, Lucid. They've stuck around for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's much, much appreciated. Yeah. Much appreciated. I feel cooler by, by association with them. Yes, definitely. Is us some credit, some cred. Yeah. Joe Patrick, did you see the guest picker for Ohio State Notre Dame at game day this weekend? No, I did not. None other than Lucid FC representative Jack Harlow. Oh, wow. All what the world's time. What was his together. connection? Nothing. He's Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've kind of stopped oh. doing like the connections to it. Now it's like the chain smokers show up at like college station for some reason. Speaking of that, I thought it was pretty cool that Joe Johnson was uh, hammering the spike. I so Joe. At, at United. I so Joe. They called him that. They to, called him I so Joe. On the, <laughs> I wonder on, if he embraces that. I wonder if he's like, I guess so. Cool with that now? I don't, I don't know. Did, did you see after the game? He was like hanging out right by where we were when we wait to cross over the locker room to get to the press conference room. No. He was literally just like right behind us, just like leaning against the wall. Just like, I think he was like waiting for somebody or something. And like, oh, damn. No one told me. Yeah. Yeah. I spent so. so many of my my youthful years being mad at him for taking yeah, bad I know, shots. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very funny to but have that series him, against the like, Celtics. So yeah, that's true. I thought it was very funny to have him be like the rep for this team in particular on that day. <laughs> yeah, just that that ISO I, Joe, ISO Louise, watching on as Louise and Marcy and, and do their things. Yeah. Just made me laugh. That's funny. Anyway, what didn't make me laugh was your questions. They're very very <laughs> serious. You guys are a total bummer. Um, actually, no, I, I haven't even looked at them yet. I'm going to do these live. Pineda Head 17 says, Felipe, and then a heart emoji. That's sweet. Felipe asked fans on Twitter who the overall best performer in 2022 is for the team, and now I pose that question to y'all. I mentioned that Tiago Mata had four goals. He also has 10 assists. That's a stellar number. Yeah, uh, It's either him or, or Andrew Gutman, and I would lean towards Almada, frankly. Yeah, John Gutman said Gutman, and it's not close, but it is Almada. He's the team's best player. He's performed the best in games. Although I will say, this question makes me think that this team needs to have a, like, or maybe maybe the supporters groups need to arrange this, but, like, have, like, a, a trophy. You know, like, Premier League teams do, like, a fans player of the year. Like, it would be kind of cool if they did something kind of formal like that to, like, award a trophy to, you know, a player that the fans vote on as their player of the year. In which case, I think Gutman might take that award just because he is kind of a fan favorite type. Yeah, that is one of the better storylines of the year, isn't it? It's like Tim and um, him and Caleb in particular, I think, have mm-hmm. kind of caught fans' attention. Like, big cheers for them. Yeah. Uh, during the starting lineup announcements, which is cool, you know? Yeah. 
I think that's good. I dig that. That's we need more of that, right? We've been saying that for a while. Like they need more recognizable faces and connections and everything like that. And you know, that, I think it's good. Andrew, get at me. We need to do a we need to do one on one, bud. Get a big profile of you up. Yeah. Drag Neil six one one says favorite flavor of ice cream. Oh, we went right into the rapid fire questions, didn't we? <laughs> um, this is what happens when you don't pre plan for things. Yeah. Uh, favorite flavor of ice cream? I don't eat ice cream. So have you I, seen me? I have an ice cream story that just happened as what? of late. Oh yeah. So you already know about this. Had had a tongue bite issue that happened late last week. Uh-huh. Won't go into it. Won't go into it. But won't go into oh, the, it super the, the gory details. But um. It was a bad bite. Like it, it opened up a gash in my tongue. And so I was it was this was early into what I was eating for dinner that night, which we don't need to discuss. And uh, so I was very hungry and couldn't eat anything. And I and had to go order some or order went to the across the street to the Publix to get some pity ice cream for myself. So the Bluebell cookies and cream ice cream is absolutely incredible by then. And it's already gone from my house. So that's what I'm going with. Is that your final answer? Sam is just like in shock. <laughs> I that we just took a long way to get get home there. That was nice. It was pleasant. It's like we were stuck on I'm trying to I'm trying together. to stretch this thing out to make it a respectable thirty minutes at least. <laughs> uh, no, I don't need ice cream because every time I do Edgar Davids stains in my way. So. Uh, Tony says, if you had to choose between these two options, which would you choose? One. A competent front office and scouting department that sign players at wages that make sense, therefore making our team consistently on the top tier of MLS, but you will have to suffer the wave at every home game. Or option <laughs> two, the current front office situation, but you'll never have the wave performed at an event. Again, easy for me, Joe Patrick. It's option two. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I, I was t- embarrassed to see the I, wave. I texted I my friend. Uh, was. I texted my friend who was at the game, and I was like, "You better not be participating in this wave." <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not a waver. definitely not." <laughs> at any sporting event, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna look grumpy. I'm gonna frown as it comes <laughs> right. closer. Right. And I'm not gonna be happy about it. You know Stop what's funny? The wave would always stop when like something actually exciting started happening in the game like Atlanta and I was doing something like that shows how like meaningless and insignificant the wave is is that people don't do it when there's actually something to watch on the field which should be all the time but maybe with this team I understand it maybe it's like a little bit more understandable but I'm pretty much always it wasn't anti-wave that boring of a game though it was like the I know, second it wasn't, half yeah, there was five like goals in the second goals. half like, what are we doing yeah <laughs> yeah for as unimpressed as we might have been with the win it certainly wasn't boring throughout so yeah that was uh, well. I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't don't want to fans blame too much. But I'm just an anti-wave person personally. There was one yeah, that, section that was like really getting it started too, and that was really making me mad. I was judging all of them. What what compels a person to <laughs> to stand up and turn around and say this is this is my dream today? <laughs> it's time for me and my wave. I just I think, don't get it. I think I people. Get it. I think certain people get like a sense of accomplishment of like. <laughs> I, I yeah I started this I did this I'm a trendsetter y'all need better milestones for self-worth <laughs> like talk to your family members I don't know build steady relationships don't do a fucking wave how about that <sighs> rubber anchor said his son giggled when they did the wave so he's going with option one I will also I will take the wave I will you know I'll carry that burden mm. for everybody else to reap the the beautiful 
harvest of great players that this team is going to recruit and sign to great yeah, contracts. You're more selfless than me. At least do the fast wave. At least do the Mexican wave, right? Mexican wave is awesome. That thing goes like what's the difference? Miles per hour on the oh, it's uh, super just, fast, just faster. It's, they like speed run it. It's great. <laughs> way way better. You'll see it Wednesday at MBS, and it's going to be awesome. The wave they were trying to do on Sunday was slow, plodding. It was very slow. I noticed that it was. It was. It was very slow. Speed it up, guys. Cisco, Cisco, or Cisco. Yeah, that's from S. McFarland who asked Cisco, Cisco, or Cisco. Okay, one of these is the Prison Food Company, which also happens to do the food for. I think that's the middle one, the S Y S C O. Yeah. One of these is the thong song guy. That's the last one for sure with the Q. And what is what is Cisco? Actually? I think I think the other one's like is it like office materials? It, I thought it was like petroleum for some reason. Maybe you're yeah Cisco Technology Company, hybrid oh. work, full stack okay, well, observability. That That's the okay. kill, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then oh, is this MFK? And then the, the Mary, I guess, is the. <laughs> the food we're just turning this into an mfk i don't know i think that's what it was right it was literally just a quite it was just these three words with a question mark um man this is a very patrons only esque episode (laughs) of (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna put this on the main feed and you guys are gonna like it okay take it it's better than rewatching atlanta dc united west the bane of scooter says in a similar vein when the bit of sunshine bursts through the toil of grinding through that existential dread and woe what do you like to do to help it last just a little bit longer princes i have what i need from the team this season's all questions further on will be existential that's that's just too over my head and too broad and too up to steven really dig into but west i hope you're okay man like i heard you broke your elbow like a while back Oh yeah, yeah, that was bad. When 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 you were reading this question, the only thing I could think of is like, you know, have you ever been in the stadium every once in a while and there's just like one a section. beam of light coming yeah. through this tiny little window that's like in behind <laughs> like all the seats. That's what I was thinking of. And you just like, let's bottle up that energy. Yeah. So I guess what we do to, to keep the sunshine is was we open the roof, Wes. Yes, the roof. it's really a shame that the roof does not get opened hardly ever, basically. Nah, it's dumb. Unless it's like COVID, <laughs> which that saved everyone. That was yeah, exactly works, right. right. <laughs> Thank God we had that open roof. Uh huh. <laughs> ATLUTD fourteen says, "Do y'all have any sense of if there are fractures within the player group?" Ooh, drama. I saw Franco seem dismissive of Rakarius Nova on DC's first goal. That definitely happened. Uh, then downright angry at him on the second. Definitely happened. Uh, later, Lennon and Almada were fighting over who would take a free kick that Eruju eventually took, and Joseph had to come break them up. That also happened. Joseph I remember, I remember when we were pulled Tiago away, and I went, "That was weird." Also, why is anyone but Tiago taking? This? Right, you were like, "Tiago's got to take this," <laughs> and then we and then we were both like, "Well, I guess it's gonna be Lennon," and then Eruju takes it. We we're like, then "That Eruju was the worst option." Someone shins. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, things seem rocky with some players, but I could be reading more into it than it is there. Yeah, look, we're not going to guess or speculate about any fractions or clicks within the team or anything like that. I think they were just competitive athletes being competitive yeah. in those moments. So d- don't read too much into that. After the game, we Alan don't. Franco and Rocco and Tiago, actually all three of them, were like hanging out, chatting, like having a good time together after the game. Luis Araujo was like all up in everybody's business like celebrating the wins um he certainly <laughs> wasn't feeling 
any bit bad about the performance. So, and not, nor should he. They they should celebrate the wins. Joseph, I'll just say Joseph and uh, Dom seem to have like a really tight kind of friendship. Both kind of of a, a similar yeah. cut from the same cloth, I guess maybe. And Machop mm-hmm. Choles obviously is always in there with them too. He's friends with everybody. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't Chop's like Chop is locker room glue. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it rules. Even yeah. Marcy no, like talks to Chop, and Marcy doesn't talk to anybody. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chop's his only friend. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, That's I mean true, it's it's a but, good group. Yeah. I mean they they like each other. I think. For sure. No, they definitely get along. Have, yeah. Not since that at all. After trainings uh, and stuff, they're all like hanging out playing games. Yeah. Sometimes just chilling with their shirts off. They were playing like they were playing like table soccer, ping pong soccer, whatever it is, for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh when we were there on Friday. Like they may have still been playing when we were done with media and we waited mm-hmm. a long time for media. Mikey Ambrose cheats. <laughs> That's all you guys need to know. Neil Holman says, Was that Brooks's best game? Uh two assists? Probably. Maybe probably yeah. uh, good deliveries. I mean, yeah, Brooks is what he is at this point. He's gonna play accurate crosses, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when DC's there to make it that much easier on you, great. It was definitely a game where you you can see like what he offers the team that Ronald uh, Ronald Hernandez doesn't. I, that's how I would for, kind of mm-hmm. phrase it. It's like it was like the the game that makes his strengths like most evident. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's see. We got a couple of filthy questions here, and I guess we can kind of dig into that. I'm going to lean, kind of lean on you for this one. Yeah, for sure. Tony says, can our offense out offense Philly's offense on Wednesday? I read that really cleanly, and I'm kind of surprised I did. My brain didn't process it. And S. McFarland said, should we rotate for Philly and focus on Portland? I've seen this one floated. I think it was like Mike Conti was floating it after the game that they rotate. Uh, well, let's see. You're on Almost 33 points it, right now. If you're... <laughs> You're on 33 points. You have what? You have seven games left at this point. Two of those are going to be against Philadelphia. Uh, the idea here with rotating course is that Philadelphia on the road is your hardest game left. It's the second hardest game. Or it's the hardest game uh, besides playing Philadelphia at home in a little bit, right? Uh, so it's an interesting thought, but I think you just got to power through the next seven games with the best 11 that you have. I, I really, really do. It. The reason people are worried about this, if you don't know, Joe Patrick, (laughs) in the history of MLS, Philadelphia now has the most six goal or more wins in MLS history. The record is now four, right? The previous record was three. Sporting Kansas City has three in their franchise's history, and there's a whole bunch of teams with two. Those four wins by six goals or more from Philadelphia have all come within the last 10 games. What? (laughs) Holy. That's crazy. I thought you were going to say like two seasons. I still would have been impressed with that. Nope. Last 10 games. Again, that's in MLS history. Uh, (laughs) Philadelphia is about to triple up. They've done it to DC twice, right? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I was looking it up. DC twice. And then Houston got 6-0'd, and then Colorado got 6-0'd Good Lord. as well. Uh, so, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the team is really, really good. And the best way I can kind of frame it is if Red Bulls were able to beat you in different ways, 
because they press not quite at the same rate, but it is pretty high rate. They are the only team who can kind of match Red Bulls in directness and the way they play, but they're doing it with far more talent than Red Bulls have at every area on the pitch. The back line is the best in MLS. Andre Blake might be the best keeper in MLS. Uh, so there's an argument there. Um, the midfield is the midfield. It's Philadelphia. It's Jose Martinez and Alejandro Bedoya and random lab created. It's 19 year old that they tried out there like Jack McGlynn or Paxton Aronson. Um, and then up top is what's changed. You have Daniel Gazdog, Makerura, and uh, Jolene Carranza, who between them have like 30-something goals at this point as the front three. Uh, wow. Gazdok's the 10, he has 16 goals, and then Carranza up top. Uh, they have more firepower than they ever, ever had before. They are about to triple up their goals allowed. So they have 20 goals allowed and 57 goals for. <laughs> no one's ever done that Jeez. in MLS. Uh, they are a freaking terror right now. So, to c- bring it all back, if you wanted to punt on that game, it's somewhat understandable because you probably ain't winning anyway. But you might be losing by a touchdown. And exactly. who knows what, you know, that can kind of wreak havoc beyond only that game. So, right. yeah. Um, I will also just add one thing, which is that. Um, my gosh, I'm blanking on what's the manager's name? Forgetting his name. Jim Curtin. Jim Curtin. He Friends always has Gabriel that team Lanze. running that 442 diamond like a freaking machine. I think it's the most efficient like formation in soccer. Um when done correctly, I think it's just the best way to space your players across the field. Um essentially. I know that sounds kind of basic and ridiculous, but um I do think it's true. And you get like the numerical advantage everywhere on the field. It's just very hard. And when it's, they're playing it at their best, they can obviously, as you've told us about, just can be ruthlessly efficient. Joe Patrick, I want to pose something to you. Considering that I was mentioning that this is basically Red Bulls, but good. Not just because of their system, but because they have good players, you know, Mm -hmm. considering that, George Campbell is healthy. It seems like George Campbell can at least play. Would you go to a back three on Wednesday and try to kind of keep that numbers advantage against the two strikers and attempt to to muddle things up as much as you can, kind of like you did that first time? Yeah. Red Bulls? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what exactly what I was thinking of is playing that kind of Red Bulls-style game where – I think Luis Araujo was like basically playing like a striker in that game. The striker was um, serious, yeah. And I don't hate it. Like I don't hate Luis just like playing, like just playing as as a striker, playing through the middle. He can run. He can he can do something on his own potentially, especially if he's in kind of more of a central area. He's got more options um, when you are able to kind of clear the ball. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it if they did something like that at all. It might be the best way. If you and then so what? You would bring in George Campbell. He would kind of take mm-hmm. Gutman's place. You'd sli- slide Gutman out to the wing back position. You could. I'm just. I'm just wondering. Like, is that yeah. how you do it? Like, what? What would you? What are you thinking? I. I, I didn't even consider that you could just put Wiley and Gutman back there because that wasn't an option against Red Bulls last yeah, time. Right. Right. That's totally right. Um, so you could do Wiley and Gutman there, or you could plug in Campbell if you really wanted to. Um, 
Well, that's what I mean. If you could, uh, well, here's what could, I would do. To be totally yeah. honest, yeah. take Juan Prada out, put Campbell in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that might be the move. Um. So, I don't know. It's a thought. I'm gonna ask Gonzalo about it tomorrow, which we'll update you on on Patreon.com/slash/five-stripe-final. Joe, anything else before we get out of here? No, that's it. Uh, we had a great conversation with Teoto Football last week uh, for patrons. So if you are a patron, thank you so much. And definitely give that one a listen if you haven't. Because I learned a lot from it. And that's like, I want to say, like that's like one of my favorite things about doing this show. And especially like doing it on the Patreon where, where we get guests that come in. I learned so much when we talk to people. And um, that was one that I felt strongly about that. <laughs> like As soon as we got it done with that, I was like, damn, that was good. And I don't honestly feel that way a lot so um <laughs> definitely check that out and if you're not it's a great time to uh sign up and give that one a listen we talk a lot about like front office and just like roster strategy transfer strategy all that's good stuff it's really fun yeah join about 250 other folks at this point which is just crazy for us yeah it helps us eat food and it's it's much much appreciated patreon.com slash five stripe final also we didn't mention it but thanks to kirk castle on the yes. intro of the song Thanks, experiences Kurt. you can find him anywhere you find music it's good stuff and joe patrick i think i think we'll call it there and i'll go ahead and, and what's been officially an 11 hour workday for me uh we're, we're, we're slinging the soccer content you guys and it's making me say things like slinging soccer <laughs> that's how i'm tired <laughs> i am go check out all our stuff go check out the striker.com uh go check out dirty south soccer Lots of good stuff there. Rob has a good discussion up about Joseph yeah, yeah. Uh, today. <laughs> um, all sorts of stuff. Go listen to 92.9. Go follow Joe at Patrick 200 especially as Falcon season starts Roster up. cuts He's tomorrow. Perfect. Big day for Roster the Falcons. Roster cuts. Ooh, Felipe Franks better god dang be on this team. He will. He's who a else is going to play quarterback? He's a lead pipe lock. <laughs> That's amazing to me. God, he's so not good at football. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a whole lot of stuff coming up. Um, go check it out. Please. Thanks. Okay. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, to this completely arbitrary internet content piece.